This is the Building Management Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. As people become more comfortable in the home building automation space, they want to be able to take this commercial as well. Regardless of the ups and downs in the stock market, if these manufacturers, these plants, and these entities want to stay open, they need water. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Market Scale Building Management Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Today, we're chatting equipment enclosures, the importance of them, their best use cases, and the technology behind them. The specifics of equipment enclosure units are crucial to the operation of massive industries like oil and gas, wastewater management, and renewable energy. And while the technology and instruments are sustaining our energy infrastructure, equipment enclosures are the ones protecting those essentials. Here to give his expert insight on the importance of these enclosures for these several industries is Kevin Peel, Director of Business Development for KPS Global. Kevin, great to have you on. How are you doing today? Great, great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So let's jump right into the main topic. As we focus in on, I'm going to limit the conversation to two big industries. We're going to look at energy and we're going to look at water management. So as we look at both of those, have you seen equipment enclosures become a standard in both of those industries? If not, why? And if so, when did they become a standard? Yeah, enclosures are really, really standard in the industry. It's crucial uh, for the equipment that's uh, that's inside these enclosures to be well protected, uh, protected from heat, from cold, from uh, uh, from dirt, uh, from from noise in some cases. So the equipment enclosures really provide a very solid, um, safe environment for those products. And are those products and that machinery do they often need to be in areas where they would be exposed to the elements? Yeah, they really are. I mean, if if you think about it, these you know enclosures are, are located. In a lot of really, really remote locations where you'll have uh, electrical distribution hubs, you may have wind farms, you may have uh, um, oil and gas um, production happening. And those enclosures need to be um, very solid and, and, and require very low maintenance. So when we talk about water management specifically, um, what is the kind of technology that is inside the equipment enclosure? Because when I think of a, a water management facility – um, I had the pleasure of visiting one and filming one uh, back in my broadcast days. You know, there was a lot that was exposed to the elements, but there was also a lot that was covered up already by the main facility. Um, so what kind of technology has to be separate from the facility and why? How come some of that technology can't just be placed into the larger overall facility? Yeah, so if, if you think about it, the, uh, the, the, the actual pumping equipment has a lot of electronics that operate that. And those electronic packages or systems need the protection that an insulated enclosure provides. Um, if they're left down the elements, um, you know, they, they fail more quickly than, um, um, than we would like. And that's particularly a challenge when you're in the middle of nowhere. I think kind of differentiator there is that the, what we're doing really is, um, is remote from the main facility um, as, far as, um, as far as pumping equipment. Because it, we, we wouldn't be located at a, at a, at a major um, water filtration system. Our equipment would be closer to the end user, um, again, whether that's a hotel or a supermarket or somebody else. Our, our enclosure will house their equipment. So there's not a big um, uh, facility nearby. It's, it's just a, it's a remote small unit. 
I know when I think of water management, my mind immediately goes to wastewater management, uh, which I know that you create enclosures for, but that's not the only way you can think of water management. There are other uses where equipment enclosures come into play. You mentioned a few just now when you think of uh, hotels or public buildings. Uh, walk our audience through some of the other use cases for water management electronics and I guess in in that sense also for equipment enclosures. Yeah, so I think if you if you look at equipment enclosures, you know, again we've talked about using them in, in oil and gas exploration. So um, particularly with uh, within the you know, within the state of Texas, there's a lot of uh, a lot of fracking that goes on, and that fracking process requires a lot of water. So these enclosures that we manufacture uh, would be located um, near where the where the fracking takes place and uh, and provide that water to those uh, those fracking activities. And then you also mentioned hotels. How does water management come into play there? Yeah, so looking at hotels, if you, if you think about hotels, um, you know, every every hotel, every building has some kind of a, a, a sprinkler system. And if you're looking at a, a large hotel or a um, a large sports arena or that type of thing, those sprinkler systems, in order to be effective, require a tremendous amount of water. And that water requires some very high capacity pump equipment to make it you know, to to support the the volume of water required to potentially put out a fire. Love it. So let's focus back on the enclosures themselves. What kind of technology needs to go into an equipment enclosure to keep these different kinds of energy industry or water management operations afloat? And when I say technology inside of the equipment enclosures, I don't necessarily mean the pumps and stuff themselves. I mean the technology that lives within the walls of the enclosures, the the design technology that helps make them effective. Yeah, so the, the design technology that, that you need for an enclosure really comes down to providing a, an insulated space that, that, again, you can protect from the elements that is also um, you know, flexible um, because all these uh, different types of equipment is, is different si- has different sizes. So if it's a large, large pumping station, we'll manufacture panels to fit around that. If it's a very small pumping station, we'll manufacture panels to fit around that, that application. What are some of the most extreme weather events that – your equipment enclosures have to survive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's um we've we've seen all sorts of uh, extreme weather. We've done projects up in uh, up in northern uh, northern Canada, in Alaska, and in some very very remote locations. And one of the things that that our product does is, is that it's um uh, it's prefabricated, it's modular. So to some of these really remote locations, they can take our product, fly it up on a helicopter, drop it off on a mountaintop. Put it together, assemble it around uh, around the electrical substation or whatever it happens to be in in a very very cold harsh climate. It, it, again, hurricanes are, are always devastating, right? So we um, we have uh, a Dade County listing on our equipment, and uh, and that allows us to put our our product in areas that are subject to to very very high winds. So I know, especially in the energy industry, we're seeing a lot of evolution in technology and in in how we're doing power generation. Are you seeing equipment enclosures changing or evolving to match those evolutions in technology within the industries you serve? Uh, or do equipment enclosures, have they sort of been perfected and now it's just about maintaining that efficiency? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question because what we, you know, what we have seen over the last, uh, you know, last 10, 15 years or so is that um, the sizes of the equipment clo- enclosures has, has kind of shrunk as, um, you know, as, as electronics have, um, have uh, 
been made smaller and smaller. The, uh, the uh, equipment enclosures that protect that equipment have become smaller and smaller. And again, that's kind of where our niche is, is that we, you know, we're able to build um, an enclosure really to any dimensions required. When that evolution started to happen, you started to see smaller enclosures um, responding to smaller technologies and machinery. Was that difficult for the industry to adapt to at first, uh, having to manufacture smaller panels and smaller designs, or was that transition relatively simple? Yeah, I think um, I think for the most part it was it was relatively simple. You know, again, particularly in the, in our method of manufacturing, we were simply able to adapt to building it, built just building you know smaller panels for a smaller footprint. Do you see the tried and true? design behind an equipment enclosure changing anytime soon to match any changing climate trends or to match any of the uh, technologies within the enclosures? You know, I think what we've seen is a uh, is demand for uh, for increased uh, R value within the panels themselves. Um, and really, that's just an energy efficiency requirement because these again these these projects are oftentimes in very very remote locations they may be operating off of a generator to run an HVAC system to keep that to keep that facility cool um, so therefore having a, a, a better R value to your uh, your enclosure reduces your energy costs and, and it allows your equipment to run more efficiently and last longer so it sounds like generally the equipment enclosure market, is not that dynamic. It's not having to change a ton. Is that right? Yes, that's true. That's true. Okay. So then if the designs and the general standard for that technology has been set, how do companies like KPS stand out amongst the competition? You know, if, if the products themselves have kind of reached a, um, not a plateau, but you know, everyone sort of has the same ability to create a relatively decent design project, what stands out? How do your equipment enclosures beat out the competitions? Yeah, and that's that's a good question as well. And, and kind of the uh, the philosophy behind KPS Global is is, you know, is servicing our customers. So within the equipment enclosure segment, uh, what we really focus on is, uh, is our fle- flexibility in our design and the optional materials that we provide. Um, we, we, we have a very short lead time, at least by industry standards. We can generally um, design, build, and ship an enclosure within four weeks. Um, and then on top of that, we have, a, we have an installation team and a network around the country that, um, that is able to uh, provide a complete installation of our enclosure, whether it's at the, the client's facility or at the, um, at the end user's location. So it really comes down to providing services and providing those services faster. And how do you structure the design process and the um, integration and implementation process of these equipment enclosures to meet that high demand and that standard of, you know, of delivering quickly on the project? Yeah, so we have a, uh, we have a fairly robust design system in-house that, uh, that we developed that enables our, our, uh, our quotations experts as well as our engineers to work on. Uh, uh, work together throughout the uh, the quotation design process, which speeds up the overall turnaround time for drawings um, as well as quotations. So I know in general, a lot of industries are seeing the value of aesthetics. Uh, you know, even if it is sort of out in the middle of nowhere, I'm sure you get clients that value the equipment enclosure having 
either a nice burst of color or branding for the organization or the company um, or, you know, just being something that's pleasant to look at um, if you're working there day in and day out. How does that play into the design process for your equipment enclosures? And are you seeing clients in energy and water management asking for um, equipment enclosures that do have that aesthetic value as well? Yeah, we are seeing increased demand for uh, uh, for specific colors. And a lot of that's driven by the local municipalities where the equipment closures are going. You know, they want these things to kind of blend in with the surroundings, whether it's going into a desert or going into a forested area or going into the middle of a city. Um, they don't want something that looks like a, a you know, a, a big metal box. They want something right. that, you know, visually, you know, blends into the surroundings. So we will offer a variety of different colors from tans and browns and greens. Um, you know, we have the ability to provide any color that anybody needs, but we do have some standard colors that we, that we focus on. So to kind of draw the conversation back to KPS and to wrap things up, I know that your company is a leader in this industry of equipment enclosures. Um, how do you think that KPS stays on top of these flexible and varied markets that you service? I think um, just just looking at the equipment enclosure market, like we said, it doesn't vary that much. And the general structure and design of an equipment enclosure is pretty standard from uh, industry to industry. But there are still specifications for each industry that have to come into play and you have to be able to change your design and, and create a really perfectly tailored enclosure per industry, per client, et cetera. So how do you think KPS manages that flexibility and that diversity of markets? And how do you think KPS does it well? Yeah, I think that KPS is, you know, we, we want to, we want to be the leader in the industry, um, obviously, as, as, as all companies do. And we've made a, a really significant investment in what we call our front end process, which includes our, our quotation and design groups and you know with with new um, proprietary software that we put in place or in the process of putting in place we expect that we'll be able to you know continue to lead the industry as far as turnaround time for quotations for drawings and then ultimately um, compress the lead time even further and, and it really comes down to um, you know making sure that we get the product delivered um, on time for the customer and, and without error love it well kevin thank you so much for joining us on the Building Management Podcast and giving us a, a quick but deep dive into the equipment enclosure industry, the markets that you serve, and how KPS tries to stay on top of the market, even though it doesn't change very much, how you try to diversify your product portfolio and your customer engagement to really deliver the best enclosures possible. So, Kevin, it was a pleasure getting to chat with you. Looking forward to the next one. Enjoy talking to you as well. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Building Management Podcast. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.